This week on the AIM Sports Academy podcast, we talked to Callum about his experiences performing parkour at events and festivals, what the creative process looks like, and his top three tips for aspiring parkour athletes who want to perform their skills on the stage. And welcome to episode four of the AIM Sports Academy podcast. This week, I'm joined once again by the, by the wonderful Mr. Callum. How are you doing? What's happening? Yeah, good man. You? Yeah, not too bad. How's you been? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been good. Still in lockdown. Yeah, but we're plodding along now. Plodding along. Plodding along. Hottest day of the year. Uh, yesterday was it? Uh, it was. Yeah. It yeah. was. I did the I did the fatal error. I went for a run yesterday uh, on the hottest oh, day no. of the year, like midday as well. And I by the time I got home, I was a sweaty boy. I can imagine, man. <laughs> there were like little pools of sweat on the floor. I had to wipe it up. Oh, it was awful. But it was fun. Oh, mad. But anyway, oh, I thought mad. it'd be fun for this week if we could chat about kind of your, some of the performance stuff that you've done before. Because I think you've been involved in one or two like festivals, one or two shows with yeah. AIM Sports Academy. And I'd be, be interested to hear how that's kind of started and, and what's that been like for you so what was the first show you you did with aim and what was that what was that like for you Ooh, i mean we're going back a while because i guess is i guess some shows were like just general events in schools so like you know like assemblies and stuff but i think the main main show that we did and in fact i wonder if andrew's actually forgotten about this one because it's, it's only now that I've actually remembered it is the Maesteg Town Hall. We did an event in the Maesteg Town Hall um, where there was a few of us to, that one we kind of prepped for. Um, we got the equipment out, we took the equipment there, set it up on the stage. We'd done a couple of run-throughs and it was the, the one event that I got asked to do probably one of the biggest things, biggest moves in that, in that, that performance, uh, which... Andrew gave to me, which I was very surprised at because I thought maybe he would have ended up doing it. But it was kind of a it was kind of a sick feeling to be able to like him turn around and go, Carl, I want you to do this. Like, so basically, it was like in the town hall, you've got a, like a balcony level, and I'd have to cat crawl across the the banister, stopping people from obviously falling off it, and then jump down off and do a safety roll. And that, it was it was a fair height, man, fair height, like, and then. It'd be running straight down. And this was back when Callum Lewis was involved with us. Um, so this was, a, we were talking a while back. So it was myself, Callum, Andrew, Cameron, that were doing this event. Oh, in fact, my cousin Matthew did it as well. So how many years uh, ago was this then, sorry? This was, well, potentially about two, three years. When I first started out with AIM. A good while back, man. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, because we were still, like, I mean, I was still, Kind of coaching in chalky comp with Andrew at this point when I was still kind of uh, still kind of there as well, and um, yeah, it was weird. Man. It's a long time ago thinking about this. <laughs> and so, so it was my town hall, and then so what was the what was the event and what was the like the the purpose behind the performance? I guess I can't exactly remember the event. Like it was, it was kind of a formal event. There was something going on there. Um, whether it was to do with kind of like different companies and stuff. Cause we had different setups and stuff and we just did a performance for all these companies and 
it was there was like tables set out in certain places with names on and yeah, it was strange. I can't remember what of like Andrew would be able to tell you more about it if he remembers. Um, but like the whole like we we just got asked to perform and show the what we were able to do. Um, so Andrew came up with like a choreographed one. It was the first thing I, I think the first main event that he actually choreographed with such little time because we hadn't we hadn't been told much about this event or this performance and it was just like by the time we got told about it we had like three maybe training sessions to actually come up with something so we choreographed there within the first session went through it all in the second and third and I mean the third session was there on the day it was like 10 minutes before everything was happening so it was uh it was a risky one like yeah pretty last minute did you have like a yeah. decent setup, like like good equipment, or was it just we like had the free, so you know the free move stuff we got? Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We had a couple of those. Um, I'd say we had one free move box, two pods, and the bar maybe. Wasn't right. much, so it wasn't much. It was we had we had like a nice long, long runway, um, kind of aisle kind of thing to lead up to the stage, and we just kind of did. Some basics. Like, I mean, back then I wasn't that advanced in into parkour. Like I wasn't doing the flips that I normally would now. Um, you know, it's just basics. It wouldn't be like connecting moves together. The flow really wasn't that that insane. Like, but as we said, with what we had, we dealt with it. Yeah, and we got. I think we got a video of it on YouTube somewhere. But it was it was decent, man. It was decent. That's fun. And so, so there's only three sessions. And then, how many people were performing as well? You said it was you. It was me, Cameron, Matthew, Callum, and Andrew. So I think it was about five of us. About five people. And then how maybe long was the show as well? Six. Was it like a... Show. Ah, uh, probably about 10, 15, 20 10... minutes maybe. So that's quite a long show. That's... Bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think was, I think it was about that. Like 10 minutes maybe. 10, 15 minutes, I think it was. We had a certain time frame that we had to stick. We couldn't go above it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a bit of fun, man. A bit of fun. Pretty cool. And so one of the things as well I've heard, because I actually haven't seen you guys do any kind of shows or anything like this before. No, it's true, I haven't. That, uh, like sometimes you'll get on the microphone. Uh, <laughs> so, so was there like any like audience interaction or, or any microphone for this, for this performance? It, in that specific performance, there wasn't, no. There wasn't anything really with the mic. Um, it was kind of just we did this performance with a backing sound and that was it. The performances you're on about are more like the Aberdeen festival that we did, which is funny because you're talking about how you hadn't seen us and literally within a month or two that you moved here, we'd already done one. Yeah. Like two months before you'd come down. Um, we'd done one in Aberdeen, we've done one in Bridgend, we've done one in uh, Raystead, which was the biggest one I think we'd done. There was a performance in Glasgow that we did. Um, I, I wasn't able to make it to that one because I was actually doing my level two at that point so it kind of collided um yeah we've done done some in schools like uh barry brackler primary yeah different places man like there's different performances but it, it all varies the, the kind of like energy you put into it and stuff yeah um like as i was saying with the the other day when yeah we're on the mics and we'll have a bit of fun same with the race stead Say now we like we're on the mics most of the time now with the aim setup with the van the van setup, so we we tend to go on the mics with that a bit more. It's myself and Andrew enjoy using the mic. So what, um, what's what are you actually doing with the mic? What does that 
kind of entail for me? Because uh, I'm struggling to kind of like imagine the kind of stuff that you guys get up to. <laughs> so with the mic, you're just generally taking the mic out of each other. But like, what we'll do is we'll hype the crowd up. So we'll get on the mic, we'll be like, yo, is everybody ready for today? Obviously being really energetic and enthusiastic. And then we'll basically break down what's going to happen. After that, then it is literally just, let's get on with this. We'll get the mic going. We'll be like, oh, so Andrew wants his favorite song on, but we are never allowing it. We'll just play about with it. We'll have a little bit of banter back and forth. Um, but then as he's going through the performance, he's basically shouting out the moves that he's doing. You're saying, oh, nice move. We like that one. And then, you know, if he does, if he does one that he does quite a bit, like his like, favorite move or something, then we might shout like, oh, come on, man, that's boring. We sue do that all the time. Show us something different. And then you go and hit another move. So in a way, you're kind of hyping each other up. Yeah. But taking the mick out of each other as well to make the crowd have a bit of fun. And yeah, it's just, just cheesy stuff that people will actually be like, no, that's quite cool. That's funny. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's fun, man. And yeah. then I think you mentioned as well, Raystead. What, so Ray, was Raystead the biggest festival that you guys have done so far? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because and- it was a, a two-day festival. Okay. Two-day festival. And you think about yesterday where, uh, where you said it was the hottest day. Well, it was over 30 degrees when we were doing these performances for both days. So it was obviously, we drove up. So we finished the week of parkour sessions around the local area. So I just finished in Aberdeer on the Friday. And as soon as I finished Aberdeer, I literally ran, I rushed over, got changed. You know, didn't even have a chance to shower nothing. Just got changed to some fresh clothes, put some spray on and got in the van. Well, uh, before getting into the van, me and Andrew had a little bit of a rest because it was, it was an exciting time, man. It was like, you know, we're training something new. We're doing something, you know, that we haven't done before in the sense of how big it is. And uh, so we, we took the, the four, I think it was four and a half hour journey, me, Cameron and Andrew were in the van. This video of the, this, this uh, festival, there's actually a video of on YouTube. Um, and, you know, it's probably one of my favorite ones to watch out of Veins because of just the, the way we were. We were all so excited for it. Got to the Premier Inn. We had a little mess about in the Premier Inn. I think it was good, good time in the morning we were up till. Being in mind, we had to get up at six o'clock, maybe even early, had to get ready for the festival. Got to race set, set up the van. Took us about half hour. And then it was like we had this big, we had the main arena. So where all the big events would be going on, like the, so they had like this big horse and cart come in. They had like, uh, different animals coming in where they would like speak about what uh, about these animals how they've been rescued because Raystead is a festival where it was held was like an animal rescue center in a way so they had all different types of animals there but they had like these big amusements they had like different setups festival games and it was just it was mad they had a band going on in the background so we were we were there and the Saturday was quite quiet we found so the Saturday we, we were performing. It was quite quiet. It was all right. And we took the time to be able to go to Brighton then. So I, like, I don't know if you know, but obviously in Brighton, you've got the big wall run. Yeah. There's that famous wall run that people have done. And um, so we were, we were only like 10, 10, 20 minute drive away from Brighton Beach. So we were like, oh, let's go, let's go check it out. And I mean, we got there and this wall run is insanely big. It's insanely big. So we were all there and we were like, but I said to Andrew, I said, I'm not coming all this way. Like, this is like a one in a lifetime opportunity. I was like, we're not coming all this way just to look at it and not try it. I'm a prep this thing. So we counted how many with like little um, stone pallets they were on the floor. 
uh, I say pallets, like the tiles, like counted how many there were from the moment you take off to the moment you land on the steps the other side. And um, so we counted in, then I got Cameron to stand one end, Andrew to stand the other end, I'd prep in. It took us a good few minutes, like, and we were trying to wait for the right time, and it just got to a point where we were like, right, that's it. So I went for it, and I, I nailed it. And, you know, it was like the hype from the event that day to that moment, then going back, just chilling with the boys, having a good laugh. Then we were up the next day. And it was it was a tough time, man. Like the heat was tremendous. Like the, the best place we could sit to find shade was in the van. Big metal thing that's just going to conduct heat. Like you go outside, it's just as warm, you know. So we were wearing the dark grey t-shirts that we got for work, and um, I mean they were like wet suits, bro. They were soaking. They were stuck to us. Everything like they were smelling, and we just. We just performed our hearts out that day. We were, again, we were on the mic. We got kids involved. So we got a kids' performance going on. Did a little setup for them to try out. But we do, in between these performances, we do little sessions. So it just be like, something like half hour. That's all we needed because obviously we were on the time scale to the other events in the main ring. And um, yeah, it was, it was an exciting time. Very exciting time. Sounds super cool, man. And so... So you're saying this was quite a big event. So how many people like roughly showed up to, to maybe see one of these performances? So because we've done, I think it was three performances. Um, obviously, you get a split crowd between the day. So I think the first morning session we had quite early on. It was like, as I said, the Saturday was quieter than the Sunday. So Saturday, there wasn't that many people. I'd say it was about 20, 30 gathered around. In the morning, so go later on, it started bumping up towards the 100 mark. Like, if it, I wouldn't say it was 100 at one time, there was about say 50 to 60, maybe 70 at highest on the Saturday. Sunday, though, there's a lot more people involved. So, I think, I think, don't quote me, but I think if you were to ask Andrew as well, it'd be roughly about 100 to 120 mark. It was people gathered around watching. Same, so, nothing, nothing like you know, like big festivals where you know the people go to see. Uh, big rock bands and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was something that we'd never had done before. We we had so many people. So Raystead for us is the big benchmark. We were like, this is it. This is where we're gonna sell this setup. This is where we're really gonna push this now to be out there. Um, but like I said, but we've done it in Bridgend as well, in the middle of Bridgend Town. Done it in Aberdeen Park. Um, all these different places, man. It's it's a similar similar thing every time. Obviously, the performances change. Like these performances that we do, it's quite funny because when we set up, we have a look at the set up and we go, right, this is what I'm going to do. Like, and you just do it. You don't even think about it. You don't train it. You don't do anything. You just kind of set up and get straight involved and get people gathered around and just go straight for these performances. It's, it's, a, it's, a, like a, it's, a men, it's a mental game as well as a physical game because yeah. you've got to quickly come up with these performances on the dot, get a song on and just go to the beat of it and just enjoy it like so so what does that what does that process look like from so so let's say you i don't know you hear about a gig you you want to do someone's hired you to do a performance at x event or whatever what does that process then look like to go from you've, you've just been asked to do a performance to to actually being ready to do that performance because because so okay. like how much preparation goes into it and what does that that process normally look like Okay, so obviously uh, we discuss between us all like what set that we're having. Uh, obviously with Andrew being 
himself. He likes to be organised. He likes to be prepared. He's like, right, I need to get this done. And as we always tell him, his, his focus on one thing is amazing. So when he puts his mind to something, he's straight down the line. He's like, right, this is going to get done and done today. So we'll, obviously, we're, with the race that he came up with the setup and we just agreed yay or nay if we thought it was a good idea or not. Um, but generally, we'll come up with the idea of like what setup we'll have, what needs to be changed. Um, we'll kind of draw it out, make sure that we know what bars, length bars we need, how many of them we need, what joints will we need, how many of them, how many safety bars we'll need, you know, to make sure the structure is stable enough to be able to go off the three-meter platform. Because, uh, I mean, once you're up there, that's high. It's, it's ridiculously high when you get up there. You're like, wow, okay. Uh, obviously, if it's windy and wobbly, it's, it's a bit more difficult to do anything off. Uh, we'll pack it all into the van, making sure it's nice and organized to be able to get out nice and easy. It's not too difficult then. And then we'll find out where we're based in that area that we're given. So whether it's in like field, whether it's on a stage, whatever, like we'll, we'll, we'll basically find out what they want us to do, where, where they want to place us and which way they want to face us. And, uh, and then from that moment, then we kind of unpack everything, get everything laid out, start bolting things in. I mean, we're doing all this by hand too. We're not using any like drills. We're not using anything like that. We are literally using Allen keys with our hands, getting this done in 30 minutes or less. Um, that's putting platforms on. So, putting the bars through the joints, putting the, you know, the, the bars into, into the van, plugging into the van, making sure that we're not scraping the van, putting the platform on top. Like all these different kinds of things we're, we're doing. So then once we've set up, then it's a matter of making sure that everything's safe so we go double check it. Then we'll have a little mess about it to warm up. So just like little moves, like vaults, jumps, little things, nothing too big to like really exert the, the power out your legs like or, or out your arms. But we'll just kind of warm up once we've done that then we get the mic set up we get the speaker set up because obviously doing these performances they, they look amazing don't get me wrong but they don't look that amazing at that standard when you haven't got music on behind it yeah you're just thinking oh it's just him just but when you've got the music on behind it and you get a bit of a bob to it these you know us guys like myself cameron andrew um are all kind of getting hyped up for it it's it makes it even more enjoyable and more like oh wow how have they done that kind of thing um but yeah once we set up then it's just a matter again a crowd round man so it's just a matter of being fun loud enthusiastic making sure your voice is heard over everyone else's yeah yeah as you can imagine like so at like a busy festival are you guys then going out and maybe pestering's the wrong word but but like like trying to like like get people interested in your event and and kind of create create a bit of a crowd kind of thing yeah so so people walking past will, uh, you know, be like a, a little, like, well, obviously, you know me, I'm just, I'm that kind of like, I'll get up all in your face and try and get you excited enough to come and see it. Like, you know, I'll, I'll have a little mess about then. So we'll go to like the edge of the ring or if, like if we've given like bars to make sure that people don't come past, we'll go to the edge of the ring. Come on, guys, come on, come on, join in, have a look, have a look. Uh, really try and sell it to them. Uh, we'll go on the mic and sometimes if people are walking past we'll go ah we see you take a cheeky look at this area why don't you have a look around for a second why don't you stick around and have a look what we got um, almost like you're in a fair where you're getting these people step up step up throw, throw a ball at the coconut three shots for a pound like, do you get what I mean like, yeah, yeah. obviously we, we, don't, we don't expect people to pay because we're already getting that through the events 
so people come to these events and they get to see us everything's free everything the attach the, the you know things like that are free and the attractions are so it's 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 nice to be able to like shout down the mic, you know, come and just sit in round five minutes, watch this performance. You know, it's absolutely free. And then people are instantly like, yo, what's going on? And then they hear the music going. And then like, yeah, in a way you do kind of pest them a bit because we get people involved. Like we get people laying down on the floor to flip over or, you know, crouch down. And so we do get people involved. And we do play a little bit of a prank sometimes with this. Like, We've done it in schools with teachers where we're like, all right, okay, we need a head teacher standing here. You know, I'm about to do a side flip over them or something. And I just start screaming like, oh, sorry, my fault. I just gave myself a little bit. Not so confident. And you start making them worried. Then you're like, oh, I don't know. And then I turn to Andrew and go, oh, I don't know about this one. You know, like he's on the top of the van with a mic and he'd be like, oh, I don't know. I reckon you can do it. I was like, oh, bro, I don't know. I'm nervous. He was like, well, if you're nervous, don't worry. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll sort something else. And then at that point, the teacher's like, all right, okay, he's not going to do it. And then you just run. And you go for it. And like obviously, we know f- full well if, we, if we're doing these kind of things to get people involved lying down, that the risks are of landing on them and stuff. But we won't go too far that we know. So obviously, having the one up on the van where we were in a Manchester event and um, I had nine people in total lying down on the floor next to each other. And I side flipped them all. And I mean, I'd done five, I felt comfortable, nice and easy. Done six, I was getting it, got done to seven, and I was like, I don't know, I reckon I could fit another one on. And I looked at Andrew, and obviously Andrew being at that, that height where he can see how much I'm clearing them by, he's like, yeah, you can definitely do another one. So we get another one, eight, eight in. And I'm like, I do, I'll do the eight, and I'm like, I'm sure, I, I'm sure I had enough gap for nine. And I went, what do you reckon? And it was, it was a bit of a, like a stall, and people were like, ooh, they're going to get a ninth. And anyway, people were getting excited. And I was like, I reckon I can do it. So we picked someone. And like we picked just random people, we're not looking at their size, not looking at their heights, not looking at anything. We're just like, right, you, come on, boom. Or if someone puts a hand up, we're like, yeah, come on, bang. And then we'll arrange them in a certain way then that we're able to kind of work around it. Um, so we'll arrange them then nice and tight, or you know, if there's only a few of them, maybe spread them out a bit. Um, and yeah, it's, it's it's like those kind of things where we are pestering and where we are being a bit more funny. Uh, get people involved more because they like the kind of like the childish side of it all. And I'm sure with with all of these kind of stunts and stuff like that, it's stuff you've practiced before, and so I, I guess the there's like an illusion of risk where it's it's exciting for the audience member to kind of see you kind of do these kind of stuff, but the the likelihood that you're gonna like land on someone and hurt someone is like incredibly low because it's stuff you've yeah. done like a million times. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's exactly right because as we said like we understand that the risks of doing it on our own just on these bars on the platforms is is high enough as it is you know like it only takes one slip and you can mess it up but like we don't do these things unless we know fully comfortably well that we're able to do it yeah um you know like the the, the risk of doing something if we if we think we are risking something too great to do we're not even going to think about doing it if we've got any hesitation in ourselves, we ain't going to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, sure that's where as well, like the, like the, the microphone stuff kind of comes in as well. Cause it's, it, I guess part of what it is, is, is you're trying to sell the, like the, the fact that it's more risky than it is. It's like, Oh my God, he's gonna, what? He's going to size yeah. over nine people. Uh, whereas in reality, yeah, exactly. maybe, maybe it's just like something you've done like a bunch of times already. So yeah, what, like, yeah, go go on, for sorry. It. No, no, no. 
<laughs> so yeah, basically like that nine people one was just a spur of the moment. We kind of just went, you know, let's do it. Um, but as we said, like it's, it's that it's that difference between hesitating in yourself and knowing comfortably that you know you can do it. And like the difference we got between those is like if we're comfortable and we know we can do it, and there is no hesitation whatsoever, we're going for it. But the hesitation is a big thing. Like if we've even got just a little bit of hesitation, like our confidence to do it, it could be up there. But the hesitation can maybe just raise to about here. And if you know you've got that little bit of the hesitation and like you're not comfortable with it, we won't do it. It's it's just as simple as because you know then that risk of slipping or falling or messing up is a slight bit higher because you're thinking about it. So mm-hmm. we, we, we tend to be really careful, even if it's a spur of the moment thing and we think, right, we can do it. If there's that little bit of hesitation, we're like, no, we'll leave it for another day. Cool, so. cool, cool. And so what does the, so, so we, we've kind of established like the, how you guys set up for the events and stuff like this, but what does the, I guess like the choreographical process look like? Is it normally like Andrew, like organizing the sessions and, and kind of creating the, the structure of how the event's going to go? Or is it more of like a collaborative process with all of you? No, so Andrew will give us the main, obviously he is the, the big bad boss, as I like to call him. Like at the end of the day, he is the, he is the main man. Like. Um, but he will, he'll give us the structure. And if we think like, th- this is where we all work really well. Like, as I said, I've known Andrew for years. I've got really close to him. There's a, you know, in fact, a lot of times when we're at these events, we actually get people asking if we're brothers because of that, that's how close we actually work. And, um, he'll come up with the main structure of it, how we want it to be set up. And he'd be like, right, what do you think? Do you think anything needs to be changed? We'll give our input. If he thinks, yeah, that's a good idea, we'll chuck out it and we'll change it up. If he thinks it's a bad idea, then no. And then we'll see how the event goes usually. And if the event needs to be changed at all, that's when we'll change it. That's when we'll be like, you know what? Okay, it's not working. How about we do this? Um, but yeah, as you said, mainly it's Andrew setting up a kind of like structure. So it'll be like, all right, so performance number one. Straight after that, then we're going to get kids involved, get them set up, get them trying the, the equipment out. And we'll get it so there's like, you know, three different lines, five different people or however many people. And then after every 10 minutes, we'll switch. So it becomes like a half hour training session. Um, or if we're doing like an hour session, we'll have six different setups, three different lines. And we'll go from, you know, we'll do the three three lines first then we'll take them over to the next section and we'll do that with them you know it's like certain things could be very similar so we might be working on strides um where we're working on pod to pod or pod to box and then we may change it up and get them to go straight like the next section might actually still be strides but instead of landing on something solid they landed on a, a tire for instance where it can be quite spongy and quite like bouncy where you need to work on you know the bending your knees and the control then so it kind of works out like an event, then training session, event, then training session, or coaching session, should I say, then event, and then finally coaching session, and, and then it generally comes to a pack down then. That's cool, man. And so I guess as well with all of the like the performances, you're you're creating some kind of interest and engagement, and then that's almost like a, you're, you're, you're selling people the idea that they want to train parkour, and then you're getting them involved and, and kind of developing their skills as a result. Correct. Yeah, it is. It's, it's like this kind of engagement, like where they see us do the performance, they're like, yo, I want to do that. And then, all right, we're not teaching them maybe the big flips like we do. Like there's obviously times where we're doing like gainers or 
you know, uh, back folds or corkscrews. Like, obviously, we're not teaching the kids those straight away. Like, you've got to learn to walk before you can run. Like, I know most people want to run before they can walk, but it's not possible. You need to, like, find the basics and find that mediocre ground before you can step up into that higher ground. And, yeah, so it's like, you, they see you do these big flips, tricks, you know, um, then they'll, like, cheer for who they think was the best. And they'll be like, that's another way we get them involved. Then we're like, all right, so we need to know now, friendly competition between us three, who's the best? So on behalf of us all, we want to thank you for watching. But now we need you guys to scream your hearts out for who you think is the best. You scream the loudest, that person wins. You know, so it was like, you know, we'd start off like, I'd like to hear a massive round of applause for Cameron. So, you know, if you think Cameron's under the best, really cheer for him now, guys. So then you hear them. And you're like, oh, okay, okay, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. It was the first one, so we don't know if it's good or bad yet. And we'll have a little play about with that. Then we'll get someone else who would be like myself. So we'd be like, right, okay, let's give it up for Callum. Boom, you hear the crowd go. And we'll, we'll either go like, oh, I don't think he was as good as Cameron. It wasn't as loud. Or, you know, he'd be like, oh, he was louder than Cameron. Oh, like, you know, this is getting insane now. And then it'd be like the third and final person, you know, Andrew. But like, we'll change up every time. So it's like different orders. But like, we'll, go like, we'll be like, I right, give it up for Andrew. And then it's just a matter of the crowd being like, so it's, it's determined by the crowd. Like. Obviously, at times it's difficult to say who's actually loudest. We'll play about a bit more. We'll be like, mm, I think it's close between Cameron and Andrew or Callum and Cam or Callum and Andrew. Like, it's like you know, let's hear it once more. And we try and get them to scream even louder. And then people are then obviously hearing all this and they're like, yo, what's going on over there? Let's go check this out. Then they start, as they get closer, they hear the mic. They get closer, they see the setup. They get closer, they're hearing more about it from word of mouth. And, um, yeah, it's, it's like selling them the opportunity to try this out at low prices outside the festival. Um, you know, with us, whether it's in Ames Academy itself or, you know, the Abaday Sobel Centre or the schools that they're actually in. So, so yeah. That's cool, man. And so... I guess maybe last question, what would you, so we've got like a lot of people kind of training parkour at the Ainsworth Academy. If one of them was saying like, you know, how do I get into performing? What would you kind of recommend someone interested in performing parkour? What would you recommend that they do? What would you say to them or stuff like that? With what, what do you mean by like with us or as a, an outside thing? Just, just whatever. Like, like uh, someone's training parkour, they want to start performing it. What would you say to okay. them? I'd probably say to them, be determined. Just be determined to, to focus on one sector at the time. Uh, my biggest mistake was I get so fed up that I couldn't do flips, that I couldn't do tricks, that I'd try and like, go off and do that, dabble at that. And then when I couldn't do that, I was like, going back to something I knew I could do. I was going back and forth every time. And I wasn't focusing and putting my heart and mind into one thing, getting that down then going off and doing another. So I'd probably say, like, focus on something, whether it's flow, whether it's jumps, whether it's vaults. Add them together. Learn to increase it and add it together. Because the one biggest thing going in the festivals and the events, performances, is the flow work. You can't just do one trick, run to the next spot, do another trick. It's got to flow. It's got to work. You've got to find, like, a little route. So learn how to do your vaults. Learn how to do your jumps. Learn how to do your rolls. Learn how to do the flips. Learn how to do them all at separate times and start learning how to add them in. Like, where there is a trick that you can only do on 
uh, I don't know, like a sprung floor or the air track or a trampoline, even if it means you can do like a backflip to front flip on a trampoline, but can't do it on the floor, that's fine. You're learning how to put your body into the position to be able to flow. You're learning how to connect the two moves. And it's like muscle memory then. It's like, you know, you learn how to do these things. Then you take it to the harder ground. Then you learn how to control your body on the harder ground. And your muscle memory becomes a big thing. You're like, all right, I remember how to do this now. You know, I know the technique between it. I know where to place my hands, arms, everything. And it's, it's just a matter of then linking it. So I tell them, be determined. I tell them, be confident. But most importantly, just be yourself. Being yourself is the biggest thing. And I think people don't realize this at the time. But you watch me, Andrew and Cam, even yourself, I can imagine, um, you know, doing these performances. Like when you come aboard now, obviously you haven't been here long enough to be able to do them. And with what's gone on, this corona stuff, that you've not had the chance to do them. Um, but like when you do get the chance, it is as simple as just being yourself and enjoying it. Like doing what you know you can do making it work for you and just enjoy it because being yourself people see the true you they see this person that's got a smile on their face enjoying what they do and they want their kids then to go to that person they don't want to see someone who's you know being one person doing the performances and then being someone else doing a coaching session like they don't want to see this happy person doing the performances because they know they're having fun then when it comes to the coaching, they know and they've got to be stricter because the kids, like, they, they don't want that. They want to see the one person who's doing all of this together, who the kids can look up to, the kids can like build a relationship with. So it, yeah, all this performance stuff is just being yourself, being confident and being determined. It's mainly what it is. True, man. Don't be scared to put yourself out there. Like. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I think that's maybe a nice place to wrap it up. Yeah, man. So, yeah, man. Well, we'll see you Awesome guys stuff. Yeah, we'll do. Thanks for listening to another episode of the AIM Sports Academy podcast. We really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave us a like or a comment letting us know what you liked or any topics you'd like us to discuss in the future. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms to stay up to date with everything AIM Sports. And we'll see you next time. Bye.